subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. So, in the latest edition of the, the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast, Chuck, you were talking about leading on KJ. And one of the things that I think Arkansas fans expected based on what you knew was this offense was going to be leaned upon as it was last year. You were top out, you were top 40 in scoring offense last year. You are top 100 in scoring defense last year. You just weren't that great defensively. I wonder, just based on expectations, what you thought you had, and maybe that's different this year based on what we've seen two games, is that's where some pushback's been as well. Because through two games, again, offense played good passing ball first game, but struggled a little bit in the second game. Defense has not necessarily been flawless, but looked really good. I wonder if this football team, talk about again leaning on KJ, I wonder if this team will lean on the defense more than it had to last year. Well, I think you, you know, you're going to have to have a solid defense to finish better than six and six. That's for sure. Now, let me say this about expectations in terms of the offense. Um, you know, the expectation that hey, this is going to be a great running team. You know, that was people's expectation. Um, you know, when you really look at it, when you put it under the microscope, you've got, and I've said this before, you got two first-year starters at tackle. You got a new guy playing guard. You moved a guard to center. Your captain didn't play in the first game. You're a 1,400-yard first-team all-conference rusher down. Uh, that's obviously happened since the season started. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you can say all that and say, but I still expect him to be a great running team, um, I don't know. I think if you've watched Arkansas, part of the reason – They've been good rushing the football, and I think it was the reason they were good rushing the football last year was accounting for K.J. as a runner, making the defense play 11 on 11. They've really not done that through the first two ball games. They did some in the second half against Kent State. But, you know, the idea that you're going to start two first-year tackles, first-time starter at guard, move one lineman from one position to the other, and miss your captain in the first game, the idea that you're just going to come out and click on all cylinders, I don't know about that. That's why I say, at least for a while, until you get everything settled on this offensive line. And as I mentioned a minute ago, I don't think there's far ways people think. Uh, But as you get things settled on the offensive line and as Rocket comes back, maybe you don't have to lean on K.J. as much in the ground game. Um, You know, at that point, perhaps you're able to turn and hand the ball off. But right now, uh, we're just going to have to see how that plays out. And and, and K.J., as we saw in the Kent State game when they ran him wide, that's still what opened things up inside. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason they were able to run the ball in the second half. I didn't realize we had so many offensive line coaches in our state. We got a lot of To the last two weeks. But I did hear Sam Pittman talk about fits, and I don't think any of us know what fits are other than the ones we have when, when 
our team doesn't cover. But when he talks about some of that technical stuff, I just wonder, is that something they can fix in a couple of weeks' time? Is this going to be a work in progress all season? When you know He explained it in a way I think we can all understand. It's about where you make contact with your opponent, with your pads, and the leverage you're trying to create to move your guy to have the gap open. But is that, you know, you know, you can explain it in 30 seconds and make it sound simple, but I don't know that it's as simple as, hey, three or four practices this week and it's, you know, we got it down. Well, I think everything's a work in progress, and I think that'll be a work in progress too. I mean, leverage is the key word, whether it's through formation, whether it's through the way you block, uh, which way you push the play when the ball snapped, all those things are part of it. Um, where you position your shoulder pad against the guy you're trying to block. And, you know, here's the thing. You're not blocking against a practice dummy. I mean, he's moving around and he's trying to, you know, he's trying to ruin your technique the same way you're trying to ruin his. And so the idea that, well, you know, this guy's going to stand still and you need to go to this shoulder. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work that way. And so, yes, it's a work in progress. And that's why I say I I don't – and look – Lots of teams lean on their best player. Lots of teams lean on the guy that's going to allow you to maybe cover up some de- some, some deficiencies here and there. Because I've said more than once this week, you know, there's only two fan bases that are happy, Texas and Florida State. Everybody else sees a problem. Well, maybe Colorado, too. Maybe Colorado. All right, Colorado. <laughs> Throw Colorado in there. That's fair. You can count them on one hand, I yeah. guess, is the point that I'm making. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And, uh, you know, everybody else sees a problem. Yeah. So, you know, Arkansas is not perfect. Nobody is right now through two ball games. Yeah. I do want to get to some of that fun audio from Colorado yeah. State and Colorado yeah. coming up. But I, I think that's fair to this point. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I do wonder, like, we, we've talked about KJ is susceptible to getting injured. If – that is true that Arkansas has to lean on KJ, not just, again, in these conference games coming up where you're on the road in neutral sites, but even tomorrow night, the expectation, I would think, for most fans is at some point he's going to get injured just based on what you've seen. I it, It's really hard for me to believe if Arkansas is going to truly rely on this guy, maybe more now than ever with Rocket being injured, based on his track record. I don't want him to get Well, let's injured. not find the dark cloud when it's not there yet. But the examples are there. He's only been healthy once. So what do you do? You hope Jacoby's a better backup than Malik. So you're already planning on him being hurt? I think it's it's the phrase that you you hope for the best, you plan for the worst. I think you're reading too much into it. I think you're reading too much into it. Well, I think they've done a good job of managing him so far. I think they've done a good job of not calling design. KJ 6'3", 250 pounds. You seen them guys been bouncing off of him? Uh, I mean, uh, um, I'm not saying he he, he can't get hurt, and I'm not saying he won't get hurt, but I'm I'm just saying let's, let's let's not look for the dark cloud. Let's not look for the dark cloud until it's there. They're much better at backup quarterback than they were. But I'm going to tell you something. You cannot go into games with the idea that I sure don't want to get K.J. hurt. You know what that's going to do? It's going to get you beat. So, you know, you got to I mean, you got to turn him loose. It's time to do that. As Coach Pittman said Wednesday night, it's big boy ball now. You know, you've um, you got to lean on your guys. And, look, I hear what you're saying. I really do. 
but I don't think you have to. I don't. I don't. I don't think that enters into your planning. I think you think how many times do I have to use my best player to win this important game? Mm-hmm. And I think I just think that's the way you approach it. So we saw in the first game eight rushes. Second game eight rushes. Does he go for twenty plus rushes tomorrow night? Can we see him? He going had more than that. Twenty plus passes. He had more rushes than that in the second game. Okay. Uh, maybe the stat I have is, is wrong on I that. I think they rushed him five times in the first game and more like about sixteen or seventeen maybe. Maybe in the second ball game, uh, you, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. But uh, look, I, I, I think you use him. Do I think that you go in with a hey, we're not going to run him more than 18, 20 times? Mm. Um, not if you have to run him more than that to win. Yeah, because that's what he was telling you on the coaches show on on Wednesday night. That, and I'm paraphrasing like. You got to open it up. This is a good team they're playing. It's the best team. He was honest. He was open. He said this is the best team they played at this point. No we- question. And and but but you can't plan out of fear. You can't plan out of the hope. Or, or you, you, I mean, you got a you got a guy there that can win you games. You got to go let him go. And if it you know if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. That that's just kind of how it works in football. So we had our first Thursday night football game of the NFL season on Amazon Prime last night. Tommy, did you end up watching any of it? No. no. Who played? Who won? The New York, or sorry, the Minnesota Vikings took on the Philadelphia Who Eagles. Won? Eagles won by six. It ended up being a lot closer game than people expected because they initially got off. The Vikings are 0-2 now. 34-28. Yeah. I just popped it up. I want to frame this from a Cowboys perspective. So the Eagles lost both their offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. They've looked beatable in these first two games. Last year, they were a jug not looked really good all season there might have been a game or two here and there but if i'm a cowboy fan waiting on that week nine matchup i'm not scared of going to philadelphia they have not looked great these first two weeks they've won but it hasn't been as convincing as they looked last year doesn't matter what the eagles do you're the cowboy doesn't matter i don't care about week nine i care about week two we'll deal with week nine when we get there doesn't matter what they do it's about the cowboys any uh, concern about an Aaron Rodgers New York Jets that the Cowboys might overlook in Dallas this weekend? Didn't lose a wink of sleep over it last night. Take the under. Bet the under. Bet the under on this. <laughs> Go to the Ben Sarah snap. Take the under this week. Uh, I uh, my my brother's going to be. He li- he lives in Dallas. He's a Jets fan. He is uh, he is not looking forward to that game, even though he's going because he thinks that the Cowboys are just going to slaughter him this weekend. They might. Could they shut him out again? Shut out both New York teams back to back weeks. I heard own you, the Big Apple. I heard you. Talk talking with Derek and Zach yesterday. I didn't realize that it's been since 2008 that I an didn't NFL realize team. That either. So has been back. So the Cowboys, of course, taking on the Jets. Well, but, well I heard that. Was, what is it? Back-to-back shutouts? It's, what was the stat? 2000. It hadn't happened since 2008. Yeah. Is that what I heard? I, I don't listen to them. <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Everything they say goes in one ear and out the other. <laughs> I think that I think it was 2008 is what they said. But, but you play along well. So yeah, you do. You do play along well to that yeah. point. But you got that matchup this weekend. I'm glad you save all your attention for us. I yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. You guys get my full attention. <laughs> glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tommy also got the Chiefs going down to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Travis Kelsey still don't know his status to this point. But you mentioned really hard to start an 0-2 hole. Travis Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift. What does it matter whether or not he plays? He's already a winner, right? Golly, I just. Read that last night. Maybe I'm the last to know. 
You know, I, I uh, maybe I am. I'm I don't know, but I read that. I'm surprised. Are you not reading the magazine covers in the checkout line at the you grocery know, I store? I normally read people. You guys know that, but <laughs> I... Um, they mail it to your house, right? I was not aware <laughs> that that happened. He, yeah. he tried to give her a wristband with his phone number when she came to Kansas City for a concert, but she didn't get it. Evidently, they still got into contact. He shot a shot. He Evidently shot. did okay. Respect. Yeah. Respect on that. But yeah, he is uh, evidently dating her. There's not many point. relationships that an NFL player of his stature could go into, and he's in the back seat. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he's not even, I'm nah. not even sure he's in the back seat. Nah, he's just that guy with Taylor Swift. He's yeah. carrying her purse. Some kind of <laughs> football player. <laughs> Tommy, you mentioned we got two Monday night games this weekend, Saints and Panthers, and then yeah. Browns and Steelers. Of course, that's a great rivalry between the Browns going to Pittsburgh, the Steel City. Phil, well, the Steelers oh. got to figure it out, don't they? I mean, uh, they San Francisco's tough, but... Uh, you know, I can't imagine the Steelers in 0-2 hole. Oh, but if they if they find themselves there, Mike Tomlin's got a pretty good track record of figuring it out along the way. I still don't think he has a losing season on his right. record. Those are your right. two Monday night games. Sunday night game, you got the Dolphins and Patriots. See if Tua can have another great season. He, he looked really good in that game one, man. If he stays healthy, they're going to be tough to beat. I like watching Tua. I, I watched that Dolphins-Chargers game on Sunday. And I, I, I got to tell you, these Alabama guys, you know, from the good Alabama teams, Jalen Waddell, who's on that team. As if they're bad now. <laughs> well, right. You know, back when Alabama was good, uh, I mean, you know, they uh, – um, I like watching them play. I, I really enjoyed watching that game. I think the Dolphins are interesting. I like Let's put it that way. They can't really stop anybody, but they can score. When Waddle scores a touchdown, he does the Penguin Waddle. That's one I of like my, that. That's yeah. one of my favorite touchdown celebrations. I enjoy watching Tua play. I always have. He's been fun. Uh, you've got a couple other good games. One of the marquee games at 3 o'clock is San Francisco taking on Los Angeles. We'll see if Kyle Shanahan can come. Brock Purdy looked really good. He's in his second year, former Iowa State quarterback. He had the best outing probably Vinny quarterback last week. The quarterbacks did not look good last week in the National Football League. Well, I mean, you know, the 49ers are okay, I guess. They'll, uh, you know, they'll fall by the wayside in the playoffs. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's really coming from a Cowboys. No, I just said they'll running. fall by the wayside yeah. in the playoffs. I don't know if it'll be Dallas or not. But. Yeah, it does seem like a defensive-led uh, league so far. Now, the Niners what? are good. I, I mean, they're very good defensively, too. Yeah. Have you made your picks? I've, I've gotten my picks. Okay. Uh, I, I might need to go make some adjustments. I need to look at it because I'll be honest. I made my picks on Tuesday, and I don't remember who I picked at this point. So I need to go back and look at some of this stuff. But if you haven't made your picks in our uh, – uh, Pro Pick'em Contest, brought to you by Heartland Honda and Moix RV. You need to go to hitthatline.com and put your picks in there. Uh, Ty and me are on there. Derek and Zach are on there. Phil's on there. Who's ahead? Big C. Uh, Big great C. Christian, Big C. Really? That's a week one performance, my man. But uh, we, we tried to get Chuck on there, but uh, he was It wouldn't great. have been fair. Yeah. We, it wouldn't we, have been fair. We just tried to keep it to the yeah, end. You know. Yeah. But, uh, so I was barred. I barred. I actually <laughs> was too good. Chuck, I will say this. I think my survivor pick this week is the Dallas Cowboys. So your Cowboys can't let me down this week. I want to okay. keep, keep going. Now what's the survivor pick mean? So you get to pick an NFL team once during a season. Last week I picked the Baltimore Ravens. I can't pick the Ravens the rest of the way. So. I picked the Vikings. Oh, okay. That worked out. Yeah. So if you pick the Cowboys can't pick them this week and they win, mm-hmm. you can't pick them again this year. Correct. And I advance to the next week. So if he picks okay. them and they lose, he's like me. He's, he's out, out. out. So you're out already. I'm out. Uh, I picked the Vikings. Season's over. Yeah. There's a, listen, yeah, there's done. a $250 Richard Country Meat Market gift card on the line. So there's a lot there. I want to win that Survivor League. 
and the and the pickup. But what really is this like? Him. Just an internal deal? Can like no. anybody any, play? Any can anyone can do that. No, he's ineligible for the. I was gonna say, where's the clause about? I always, you know, I'm used to that clause, and boys can't win. He's, he, he didn't read the Ooh. fine print uh, this morning. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more info. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. You know, we were talking about the, the defense last segment and what Arkansas has done there. Again, it's early, but two games in, you're tied for the number one team in all of college football and turnover march. And Marcus Woodson. Travis Williams and that new staff has done a really good job. Hopefully it stays that way. Hopefully by the end of the season you can say that about your defense. And that's one of the things that Coach Pittman touched on his radio show earlier this week is that's been a big positive for this football team. We've talked a lot about whether we can run the ball, whether we can't. You know, It seems like right now we're trying to find all the negatives and we're not talking about how good our defense has been playing because they've been playing outstanding. And the bottom line is you don't have to win the stats. you got to win the game. What we've done is we've gotten a lot of turnovers on defense. I don't know when the last time we picked two passes and scored 14 points in the in two consecutive games. So we've been doing a lot of good things there and special teams. Do we have to run the ball better? Absolutely, and we will. But I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the things we're doing good as well. I know Satania hasn't bust one yet, but the yardage has been there. Cam Little hadn't attempted a field goal, but he's been sending him through the back of the end zone. Fletcher looks light years ahead of where he was last year, and the defense, of course, has looked good through two games, and that's what Coach was talking with you about on Wednesday night. Well, and special teams goes a lot deeper than just the obvious, too. Look at Tyrone Broden. Look where he is when that guy's fair catching that punt. Look at Arkansas's gunners. Um, how they're getting down there. Look at the hang time from uh, Fletcher. Um, it's clicking. 
right now. I, I, th- I think I think it's the best special teams group they've had. Now, look, competition's about to get a whole lot stiffer. And a lot of the conclusions that we're trying to draw right now um, may or may not be accurate. But all signs point toward that portion of the team being pretty good this year. Yeah, and you know, talk about that speed. You know, you you wonder why you need guys with four three four four speed because that's about the hang time of a punt. So, well, and it goes back to one of the things that we talked about early in the year as it pertains to depth. We tend to focus on depth in terms of well, if we lose this guy, we got a better guy now to fill in than we had before. But you know, go back to what they talked about. If you start, if you're in this, you know, if you're a starter, going to play on two special teams. If you're in the rotation. You're going to play on three, and you're not a starter. If you don't start, you're probably going to play on four. So um, as your team gets deeper, your special teams get deeper. I'm not talking about kickers and punters and return guys. I'm talking about cover guys. I'm talking about guys that, um, you know, set up the lanes Mm -hmm. for a guy like Satania. Um, I think they're better in all those areas. They're, 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 They're a better special team group now than they were before. Somebody's got to block. So, when somebody's got to get down and cover, somebody's got to tackle. Sometimes your assignment on special teams involves things other than just necessarily getting to the guy with the ball. So, I mean, um, there are lots of things that go into it, and I, I think they've got a chance to be good there. If you want to call or text us, you can feel free to do that on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Again, our number is 877-377-6963. That's where Eddie in Clarksville is. Eddie, what have you thought about the defense to this point? Break it down, Eddie. I'll tell you what. Woo! They got me cranked up, baby. They're hitting on all cylinders. And by the way, that's why I'm calling in this morning. Fan base, if you're doing the work this morning, listen to this. Put this in your coffee. Woo! That defense is cranked up. And let me define hitting on all cylinders for you. Coach Kremlin, I agree with you, sir. I, I love you, sir. You're the king. I'm cranking up. And tomorrow night, that bell is going to be ringing. And we're stepping up. And our play has to be elevated because we're stepping up in competition. Starting tomorrow night, we got to answer that bell. Let me define Eddie Kaposchville style. Woo! Hitting on all cylinders. Tommy, Ty. I mean, just chat, listen to this. You know, getting on all cylinders, let me define it for you. That means when a group of individuals come together with a ton of energy, enthusiasm and optimism, they'll get you beat to win the game. And so, woo, we got to crank it. There's some problems over our team. It's got to get cranked up and hitting on all cylinders. I want to, woo, tomorrow night. That got me fired up this morning. I cranked up my jukebox. You ought to love this, Coach Pittman. I know. I don't love tonight, Twain. I told this to Phil and the halftime crew, Matt Jones, yesterday. Shania Twain, Twain wrote a big hit. You're still the one. And let me say this, fan base. <laughs> Woo, the Arkansas Razorbacks are still the one we love. They are still the one we call. And they're still the one we run to. The second song I cleaned up was Shania Twain. We're going to get you good. And come tomorrow night, bring them young. We're going to get you good, baby. Because the cylinders are going to be cranked up high. And then I ended to this morning. I told him yesterday, have you ever heard of Colton Ford, the young artist? Woo, listen to this. He wrote a song called Crack It Up. 
And so, oh, tomorrow night, cooking up inside Razorback Stadium with our play, our passion, our optimism to the Popo Club. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. It's <laughs> <Jeez. That's> awesome. <laughs> Nathan is uh, oh. Nathan from Rogers. There's is only uh, one Eddie. He's listening in in 30A right now, and he said there's nothing like hearing Eddie in the morning in, in 30A. Well, the way he hits that high note, you know, back when I could hit that high note, I couldn't do it at, you know, 730 in the morning. No. I mean, it was I something you, that happened a little bit later in the day. I bet Shania could do it, though. Now, what did I, I must? I was writing something down. What did he say that had y'all laughing? And I don't. Well, you tell me Shania Twain there. Singing um, still the one. Yeah. Still the one. I know you've got that on your playlist, right? Uh, I'll add it. I'll listen. I'll, I'll everyone when Coach you. when Coach Pittman talks about Shania, his, she can still get it done. That was Eddie talking about Shania yeah, Twain, not but, Coach Pittman. But I was I, what I was saying. <laughs> not confuse the two. When Coach Pittman talks about some of the stuff that's been on his jukebox lately, I will add that to my Spotify playlist mm. just to feel more cultured and feel like, hey, this is what Coach listened to just to see what it's like. But he again, we asked him about the defense, and I think a lot of people were excited. Again, Arkansas last year ranked outside the top one hundred over the course of the season. Gave up a lot of points in different areas. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to be the top defense in the SEC at this point, but you have seen some positive signs. And I really liked, again, what they did in the last game. Seven sacks, 11 tackles for loss. I don't know if you can expect that against Jaden Daniels or against Keaton Slovis tomorrow night, but it is encouraging. They had 10 tackles for loss in the first game. You know, Western Carolina played, you know, they played the quick game, couldn't get to the quarterback, but they had 10 tackles for loss. That's the thing that they've done, I think, for the first couple of weeks is they've done a good job of getting the opponent's backfield. Um, you know, it, it, it led to a lot more sacks, obviously, in the second game than it did the first, but their style of play had something to do with that, too. I wonder who they're going to roll out starting, and not just starting, but who's going to ultimately play the majority of minutes at linebacker tomorrow night. That's something we asked. We heard from Antonio Green and Chris Paul last week and you mentioned Sprint. It'll be Thomas and Paul. Thomas and Paul. I mean I would I would I would think. Okay. You know, whether you you know whether it's this way tomorrow night, but I mean we'll add up the numbers at the end of the year and I suspect those will be the two that have played the most. Man, Paul, I, Paul didn't get to play much last yeah. week because he missed the first half, but then the second half the Hogs had the ball twenty two minutes. Yeah. So he's not played a full game yet. Right. We, we we you know we just not had a chance to, you know, really really see what he can do. So coach Whenever he does media sessions or whenever he's doing the show with Chuck, he likes to have a little fun, and he was definitely having some on Wednesday night. Balance between football and classes now that school started. Does a coach set the tone on that? Your academic department set the tone? How does that work? I didn't have great balance when I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> My balance was six years of PE degree. I thought that was uh, pretty yeah. good. He, he also had this to say as well. All right, we've got a question from Elaine. Please explain what you mean when you say we had a Tuesday practice on Monday and a Wednesday <laughs> practice on Tuesday. What does that mean? That's a pretty good question. I think I must have drank an old cold beer before <laughs> I said that. <laughs> I don't know how you stay focused sometime doing that with him. I would just be bursting out last and lose concentration. I, I'll say this about him. and he, he, He's serious when he needs to be. But he can always seem to make people laugh, even when he doesn't have to as a coach. I think those who've worked around him for a number of years, and I know he was really this way when he was an assistant coach, he's one of the funniest guys out there. Um, you know, he uh, when he really turns it on, I mean, when he really turns it on, um, he can have you in stitches. I mean, he, he's smart and clever, and, I mean, you know, he doesn't even mean to toot his horn, but he, uh, he can be a pretty funny guy. Didn't Jeff Coat and Green talk the other night about about that, and when he came, he just put them at ease, and they felt family in the building, but just 
how funny. I, I think one, one of the two guys the other night was when you were talking with him on the show was was talking about his humor and how that just put him at ease oh, yeah. right from the get go on their visit. He's um, he's an interesting guy, and I think he doesn't remember. I remember we were doing an interview one time or something for the university or something when he was an assistant coach and he showed up late and he walked in and said, I'm sorry, I was, I was you know, getting some gel. And my, you know, he, he said, I've been working on my hair. I've been trying to get the gel just, just right. He's, a, he, he's got a deadpan humor about him. He had to be there to get the full effect, but he's, um, look, he's, um, He's a football coach to the core. I mean, that's his personality, and you look for ways to relieve the pressure, and sometimes you do that through humor. And uh, the reason I bring that up, there, there's so many factors that happen with recruiting in college football. NIL is now the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest. Of course, you've got to have a quality program that's in the top 25 and whatnot. But if you look at Arkansas's recruiting, and I, I say decline, but it's really a, a uphill it just depends on how you look at it they've had a better class every year tommy we've talked about the 2025 and 2026 classes that have already gotten commitments which you don't necessarily see in all the case arkansas has had and will have some upcoming really in-state recruiting classes and stuff like that that sometimes goes unnoticed when it comes to this when you hire coaches now when you hire staff recruiting has to be something that you consider as much as anything else, maybe more. And I've always suspected when a coach puts together his staff, you know, you might have one or two guys that are there because they're better recruiters, maybe than even on-field coaches. And you got some guys that are better on-field coaches than recruiters. In a perfect world, you got guys that are aces at both. But I'll tell you, in the in in the modern world of college football, if you can't recruit. You better be the best coordinator out there. Mm-hmm. You better be really, really good. Because um, if not, you're not going to have a job very long. Well, Deke Adams is the only D-line coach that's stuck here, and I think recruiting is the big part of it. Well, assistant coaches, and this is the this is what some people know and some people don't. There's a lot more assistant coaches been fired because they lost a recruit than because they lost a game. I mean, I just tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of assistant coaches that get shown the door because they lost out on a guy they were supposed to get. Well, he talked a couple of weeks ago about that defensive line room and how it's been improved and Deke Adams and his recruiting. And he got to his coaching way down in the conversation. So you, if you just listen to Sam Pittman, you'll figure out what the priorities are to him. He was at Georgia. And Georgia's recruiting on steroids, man. I, I mean, they are at the highest level. Yeah, they spend the yeah. most money. And, and um, I think, I mean, he watched it up close. And I'm sure he was studying every move because he always wanted to be head coach. And every coach studies everything. Well, he knew what he was required to do as yeah. an assistant yeah. as well. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at GoPascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. 
You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, welcome into your Hog Update. Fall Classic tonight. I know a good chunk of you will be making your way to Northwest Arkansas. You're in Northwest Arkansas like we are already. And you can go to this free Fall Classic. Baseball team gets going at 6 o'clock. Gates open at 5. Parking's free. Outside food and drinks are allowed at the Hog Pen. It's a good event. You got the bar open up there at the football stadium tonight, don't you? You can go to the baseball game, go to the bar at the football stadium. You can go, you can OD on hog stuff tonight. Uh, you're, yeah. you're buying drinks, right, for that? No. He's got Bobby an open is. tab. No, I'm Chuck's got an open tab. Just, just tell him put it on Chuck. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not hard. Just say, I work with Chuck, and then they they swipe this uh, company credit card, and I don't have to swipe my company credit card. So That's you don't right. have to worry about expensing it. That's right. There you go. Yeah. It's football Friday. We're live at Mossback Fish Habitat. Go to mossbackfishhabitat.com and learn how you can make your pond or the area around your dock healthier for the fish environment make those uh make those bass 10 pound bass in uh, in your pond football friday is always brought to you by qc kinetics hey i'm not i'm not stretching the truth when i tell you that qc kinetics can change your life you can live again without the uh, chronic joint pain you wo- woke up with this morning you rolled out of bed you probably took some aspirin or some tylenol or some some ibuprofens to to get through the day or maybe something stronger that your doctor uh has given you get away from from all the drugs the surgery talk and the downtime that would come with that with a trip to QC Kinetics. They're right here in Northwest Arkansas. Advanced Regenerative Medicine. They take the healing properties from your own body, concentrate them, and put them right at the source of your pain. Find out more. Call QC Kinetics, 479-999-1234. That's 999-1234 for QC Kinetics. So we'll get our coverage going tomorrow starting at 12 o'clock. We'll have the Lindy's College Football Report. Chuck's podcast will follow that at 1230, and then we'll have Arkansas game day live at the stadium shop on Razorback presented by KC Insurance Partners. That'll be our setup and then we'll have hog reaction. I'm really really happy that Derek, Zach, and DQ volunteered to do hog <laughs> yeah, reaction. Gonna be a late, it's going to be a late finish. Yeah. So, so that's again presented by Signature Bank and Law firm. So excited about that. We've got a full day of coverage tomorrow, so make sure your radio dial, hitthatline.com, is turned in starting at about 12 o'clock. That is your hog update this morning, brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. It is, as Tommy said, a football Friday. We've got plenty of good football to discuss. A couple big-time SEC matchups this weekend. There's three total, but they are very, very good football games, especially the one in the West where LSU takes on Mississippi State. Now, we've got our friend Sean from the Fence Man with us now as we get going. It's time, as we do every Friday, to get in our Fence Man Friday picks. Fenceman Friday Picks. Call the Fenceman for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fenceman. We ain't afraid of no work. Guys, let's start in the West. First of all, Sean, good morning, man. How's your Friday treating you? It is beautiful, wonderful outside, and we're just uh, hammered down and getting her done today. Yes, sir. It's, we fence, it's fence building weather, that's for sure. Hey, <laughs> we are loving it. It's amazing. I know we got drilled with heat in the summer, guys. We can't say enough about this weather this morning and this weekend. 74 degrees at kickoff. It's going to be 68 by halftime. Cannot wait 
for this weekend. All right, let's get in the games. LSU going to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. That line has moved a little bit in favor of the Bulldogs. Mississippi State is now a nine-and-a-half point underdog, Tommy. Mm, so you tell me State gets nine-and-a-half at home? At home with Ooh. one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC. Don't know about the rest of their team, but Rodgers still is taking snaps. I'll take Mississippi State nine-and-a-half. What are you thinking, Chuck? I'm going to take the Bulldogs. I'm also going to take the Bulldogs. Sean, what do you think, man? You going to go opposite, go LSU, or are you going to stay in Starkville with the Bulldogs? Well, I, I, my first pick was Bulldogs, but I'm going to go. I'm I'm trying to gain some points, so I'm going to go LSU. It's too early to chase points, man. We're only in the second week, third third week of the season. Well, I got I got I, hammered last year, and the year before I stomped you, so I got to I got to play strategy now. Stop. <laughs> not, not that anyone's keeping score. Try <laughs> <laughs> to. Try to get this uh, I love it. <laughs> week uh, week three going with a good start. Other SEC matchup of importance. Tennessee going to Florida. Florida is a six-and-a-half point underdog. Swamp is a tough place to play for Tennessee. I won there near 20 years. Tommy, does that change tomorrow? And if it does, do they win by a touchdown or more? Well, that's a toughie right there. Just uh, a touchdown. Give me Tennessee. I, I, I sheepishly say See, give me Tennessee. That, that's, I don't like it. Yeah. Florida yeah. sucks. Tennessee's going to crush them tomorrow. It's going to be the first one yeah. in a while. That'd be a, bold, that'd be a more bold Balls approach. Are, Joe the big Orange will win this game yeah. by more than six and a half points. Go Vols all the way. Right, Vols taking this one. We're going across the board. All right. Fayetteville. 6.30 tomorrow night, ESPN2, and right here on ESPN Arkansas on HitThatLine.com. As of this morning, Tommy, Arkansas is an eight-point favorite. Initially started as an it's 10 and a half. So what's going Saracen's two, got yeah, this morning? Yeah, that's what Bet Saracen has this All morning. Right. So it's gone, again, two, two and a half points. Or it's actually an eight and a half. It just moved since I looked at it this morning. Eight and a half. They got to win by nine or more. Do they do that tomorrow night? Give me the hogs, Chuck. Arkansas is going to win this football game. I, I, it's going to either be in like that 13-17 point range. So I'm going to take the Hogs as well. Sean, what do you think, man? Do they? Do they? I know you think they're going to win, but are they got to cover tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm going to take the Hogs and the cover. They're going to do it. They're they're going to come right. out and have a great showing this weekend. Hopefully, AJ Green busts 100 yards. All right, Chuck. I'll give you the option this week. You can either pick the Georgia and South Carolina game, which Georgia is a 27.5-point favorite, or you can pick the Colorado-Colorado State game where the Buffs are 23.5-point favorites. I'll take South Carolina and the points. South Carolina and the points. Okay. Going to Athens this weekend, one of three SEC matchups that we have. We talked leading up to this year. Georgia is going to get tested by a team we don't expect. Maybe it's this weekend. I, you know, but I think Georgia's probably tired of all this soft schedule, don't know how good they are. I wonder how motivated they get by any of that. You know, will they show up and flex some muscles this weekend because of all this chatter about how soft their schedule is? Ryler's got to play out of their out of his mind for them to have a chance in this football game. And, I mean, Georgia can go through the motions and still win. But, like you said, I wonder if they really, really – All they got to do is lose by 26. That's a good point. You got all they got to do is lose by 26, you got and the, I win. You got the line in this one. So, I, I would love to see Georgia go down. I just can't see it happening this week in Athens. I do think they're going to lose in Knoxville, though, coming up in November. 
at Joshua's Fine Jewelry. We specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. You know, I remember talking about this in the summer, Tommy, with our friend Brett Norsworthy, and he pointed out to me, yeah, good old stats, he he pointed out to me, made a good point, the stretch doesn't start next week in Baton Rouge. It really does start tonight. You mentioned that on the podcast as well, Chuck, and I hadn't thought about it to that point. Now, other SEC teams, Missouri, LSU, Arkansas, and uh, Alabama all have bye weeks at the same time you do, but this stretch we've talked about is brutal, but it... Chuck, it doesn't start next week in Baton Rouge. It starts tonight. This is not going to be an easy game tomorrow night. Well, it's not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be Western Carolina and Kent State. That's for sure. Um, I don't know that BYU is going to be LSU or Texas A&M either. So I mean, it. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, they um, BYU's bringing a. I mean, they scored 35 points last year. I mean, it wasn't like Arkansas just went out there and ran them off the field. Yeah. So they've got good players and they got a lot of new ones. And so I guess. They're still trying to piece some things together, too. If anything, tomorrow's like what we've seen the first two weeks. We we all get to, to be keyboard heroes and, and ha, ha, have strong opinions in the first two quarters. And then we've seen a change in the third and fourth quarter, particularly with running the ball and the dominance of the line of scrimmage. I don't think this game will be any different. I think a lot of Arkansas games will be like that. We talk about winning that battle at the line of scrimmage, but, Chuck, we've seen the last couple of weeks the second-half numbers be different. The way Arkansas moves the ball at will is different. I, I don't know why it'd be any different tomorrow. I would expect Arkansas to come out and do some of the things they did against Western Carolina. I think they'll throw the ball. I mean, why not? And um, soften them up a little bit. You don't have to go out there and, you know, first two or three plays from scrimmage, just give it to the running back and, you know, see what you can get done up there. I, I expect them to start fast. I, I expect them to try to score. And uh, I don't think there's going to be any feeling out here. I think you go out there and crank it up and go. Kalani Sataki said nearly the exact same thing earlier this week that we heard Pittman say. If they stack the box, we're going to throw the football. And I think Arkansas fans have liked what they've seen so far from particularly Andrew Armstrong and, and Isaac Tesla. And you just hope that continues on to this point. And one of the things that was pointed out to me last night, I was talking to some Morning Rush listeners, just how big those guys are. Both 6'4". I know there's big wide receivers. Broden's 6'7". But you do have some some mismatches against secondary players that hopefully they'll be able to take advantage of. Certainly could. Certainly could. And, I mean, um, you know, Tesla's the real deal, and I think Armstrong is too. And I don't think they're the only ones. I think, look, guys, you got to give Jaden Wilson some credit. He won that job. 
I mean, he caught that pass, that touchdown pass in the second play from scrimmage because he won the job and he was out there. And he's been okay, too. And I, I think they've got good pass catchers. I'm going to I'm, I'm be interested to see if they throw the tight end a little bit is, more this Is that week. just because he beat out a Fayetteville kid? Is that why he's not getting enough credit? Because everyone wants to no. see Isaiah Satania. Well, maybe, maybe. He, he's, he's not a household name. I yeah. mean, he wasn't a household name last year. Satania, frankly, if he was from, you know, Inglewood, Colorado, he wouldn't be the household name exactly. that he is, yeah. you know, being a backyard guy. So maybe to an extent, but um, now Wilson's a, you know, Wilson's a good player. He's from DeSoto, Texas. We get a lot of them from down there. Yeah, I'll, you know, I, I, for Arkansas, the question to me that has to be answered throughout the year, and we'll see it every week, is what y'all just brought up: is can you run the ball when they put seven or eight in the box? And if you can, I think Arkansas's answered the question that, hey, we'll gladly throw. Because they go man coverage on these wide receivers, and you're talking about mismatches. I think you know, KJ's proven he's improved enough. These wide receivers are good enough. They'll, they'll make you get out of stacking the box because I think they're going to be effective but enough doing that. You, you got asked about separation. That was one of the things you wondered about the wide receivers during the offseason was, are these guys getting enough separation? Well, the again, the, the opposite of separation, if you're not the quicker, it's just going up to get the football. And we've at least seen that. They've gotten points. separation now. Yeah. I mean, they've, 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 they've gotten some separation. I want to, again, we, we've had to kind of limit ourselves what we fully think about this team because they haven't played SEC competition. It's a step up tonight against the Big 12 opponent, but I wonder if it's a situation where they're blanketed or covered, can they still make those plays? We saw Isaac do that last week, the catch where he gets tackled and still somehow comes down with the football. Hopefully that continues too. Well, there's going to be a lot more balls caught in traffic than out of traffic. Yeah. You know, the rest of the way. So if, if, if they're able to do that, it'll it'll sure benefit them. Arkansas is lucky this weekend to be one of the marquee games. Again, it's an Ar- it's, it's a SEC versus Big 12 opponent. You've got another one with Missouri and uh, Kansas State. You've got three SEC games that we've talked about to this point. But, guys, if you look at just what the SEC has in the other national games, Arkansas is going to get a good national audience this weekend. Not just because it's BYU, but as you talked about, there's not, there's just not a, a, a lot of great games on the schedule. Maybe people tune into this one tomorrow. Night. Well, if it's a good game, you know, you, um, the numbers I'm sure will will be good. You know, if if it's not a good game, they'll probably wane as the as the telecast goes on. But you know, Pittman said this Wednesday night. He said, you know, we we got a chance to show the nation what kind of football team we are. So, yeah, they think about that. What, what kind of narrative do we hear from on hog reaction on Saturday or Monday if Arkansas just blows the doors off BYU? How much does the script flip? Because it's been more <laughs> Well, those guys won't have anything to gripe, gripe yeah. about, so it'll be a boring show. No, That's what it'll be. They'll be called, guys, I told you there's nothing wrong with the line of the ground game. Y'all didn't listen to me. They'll <laughs> find something to pick at. They'll find something to pick at, just like you do. I've got to find something to pick at. I just, I mean, that's what that's what radio hosts do. We're we're naturally more pessimistic, and more optimistic when we wake up at the the crack of dawn in the morning. But find that dark cloud. I I want I want to. There be, it is. Maybe there's that dark cloud. Maybe, I knew it was there. Okay, I think it's, and I know there's differences between last year and this year's team, but I was really high, 
really positive on the team heading into last season. I thought they were going to be third in the SEC. I thought a bunch of things, and it didn't play out. So, so you're I'll be, mad. I'll be, no, I'm not mad. I'm just open and honest that you, so you think, were wrong. So, I yeah, wrong. they didn't meet your yeah, expectations. You were, you were wrong. wrong. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't just mine. It was Sam Pittman's. It was that entire staff. That's why they made changes. That's why he was open and honest about that. So I'm a little more sheltered, in my opinion, about this football team. Now, when you say open and honest, I could interrupt you. Is that code for he said I was right? Pittman said that? Well, I, I mean, if you're saying, you know, he acknowledged all that, is that code for saying what he was really saying was, Ty, you were right? No, it's not that I was I wanted to, I had this team again third in the West. They didn't do that. What I'm saying is, again, he was at media days and various other media stuff he said in the offseason was they didn't meet the expectations. And I think for, That's for, the, for this year's team, again, they were picked fifth in the West compared to third last year. So there's lower expectations nationally. And I think the fan base overall, at least heading into this so, year, thought so, less. We got to stop formulating our expectations on SEC media days. Okay? We got to stop forming our expectations based on what a bunch of slappies think when they gather down there, wherever it is they gather now. Now you're talking about Dallas. his family. I'm just now saying. Those are my I'm just like saying. Leon, you made it personal. We got to stop basing our opinions <laughs> on what happens at SEC media days. Family. That's my family you're talking about, uh, John. He's personal now. These are the uh, people that made Vanderbilt God. number one on their ballots. Uh, I did not. I got to ask, you know, it's crazy. I had so many listeners ask, Ty, why did you vote Vanderbilt one in the SEC East? And I was like, I didn't vote them one yeah, in the SEC It was SEC. all your karaoke buddies. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fun. We need to get you down there for some karaoke. I've been there. Point, I've been to SEC media days. I know what goes on there. It's debauchery. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of uh, talking, eating, and drinking down there. You didn't partake in any of that last year. We're going to have to change well, I was that there now. to work, you know. You can work and have fun. It's a, it's a balance, as we talked about. Hey, let's go eat and drink on somebody else's dime and start pulling names out of a hat yeah, when it comes time to predict the winners. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of balance, again, we saw offensively passing the ball in week one. I know they were a lot more deficient in week two. Coach talked about that a little bit more this week. And I wonder, he mentioned A.J. Green getting off to a hotter start because you mentioned the second half. Do we see more of what we saw in game one where they explode in the first quarter? Well, they did that through the air. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking, is A.J. Green going to rush for 75 yards in the first quarter? I don't think so. Unless he you know, pops a 75-yard run. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you take what they give you. If you feel like you can throw the ball on these guys, go throw the ball on them. If you think you can score through the air first possession, then let's come out firing. Yeah, because last It's year- about scoring points and winning the game. It's not about, yeah. oh, we've got to be balanced. Yeah. You can be balanced and be one and two. Yeah. yeah, last year they hung what fifty five on BYU. Fifty two, three. It was through the was air. Fifty two or fifty five. Yeah, something like something like that. But it was through the air, and no one griped or complained. You you were complaining about the defense because Jared Hall was throwing all over you in the first yeah, half. Yeah, there's nothing worse than. But if you'll remember, ten minute drive, Arkansas went on to close that game out. Game. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you don't do that just throwing the ball. You do that running the ball too. But you know, you also got to remember you talking about early. That was your question. You know, they both teams, every team, they they script that first drive. They work on that over and over and over and over. So sometimes, seeing what happens on the second and third possession uh, really is more of a of a tale what happened because then the the other teams adjusted. You're getting into to where you're going next with your play calls because uh, there's a lot of work that goes into that first series. I'm going to be interested to see on Monday if the narrative has changed. And how much the narrative has changed. We're about to see Arkansas play a team that's better than the ones they've played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've 
picked and looked and tried to find things to talk about for the last couple of weeks. And when you're playing a team for two straight weeks that doesn't have any chance to beat you, the truth of the matter is there's not a whole lot to break down when it's over. There's just not. And you got to look for things. And that's kind of what we've all done the last couple of weeks. They're going to play a real game tomorrow night. And I'm going to be interested to see what the narrative is on Monday. Because if Arkansas throws the ball all over the place and they run for 120 yards, I don't want to hear anybody talking about how bad the running game is. Uh, by the same token, if that proves to be a problem, well then, you know, the narrative is going to stay the same. But Arkansas defense is going to be challenged. You know, they're going to be under attack. They're going to be under assault. BYU is going to try to do some things that they're more capable of doing than the first two opponents were. And on that note, I do wonder about Dwight McLaughlin's status, who Coach touched on Wednesday night and also throughout the week if he plays. Now, they talked about him practicing this week, but that he's probably your best cover corner, probably one of your best secondary players. If he's out tonight, I wonder if, if Keaton Slovis will have an advantage of that. Well, we're just going to have to see, number one, how much he's able to go. Um, being available to play and being able to play the whole game and being effective playing the game. Those are all different things. Good point. So, um, you know, you want him to play and you want him to be healthy enough to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's not healthy enough to help you, then you got to go with the next guy. So I hope he's able to go. I know he's going to try to go. It's just a question of whether or not how limited he is and can he be effective. Here's a question, Tommy. If Arkansas wins the toss, you take the ball or you defer? Do you get the defense going, get the crowd riled up early, or do you try to get the offense clicking early on? Based on the way you've played defensively, I'd defer. I, I think that's what they've done both games. So I like far. the ball to start the third quarter, just generally speaking. Yeah. You know, generally speaking, I do. Everybody talks about that middle eight minutes anymore, the, the last four minutes of the second quarter, the first four minutes of the third quarter, and winning that. And I would rather have the ball, like Chuck said, to begin the second half. If you have the ball at the end, of the first half and you grab a lead and you go into the locker room and you come out and you get the ball and you score again, chances of you winning are awfully good. Mm-hmm. JW texted, and this is something we've talked about this week with the level of competition the first two games. He texted on the McCarty Daniel hotline. He expects the competition, the level, to increase his Hogs execution proportionally. So like what he's saying is because you're playing a better football team, the guys are going to be more amped up. They know all week if they don't, if they play like they did at points in the Kent State game, this could go wrong tomorrow night. So anyone that's played any level of sport, when you play a team that is trash on the other side, doesn't matter what you do, you're going to win the football game. It's really hard to get motivated. I thought you've made some sound points there. I know BYU isn't exactly a juggernaut at Texas and Alabama and Ohio State. But We're it is not a team. either. Yeah, and, and We're not that's, either. That's important. But it is a team that at least they don't appear to be taken lightly. And I know they. I don't think they won 10 games last year, but prior to that, they've got double-digit wins. They've won the 29 games yep. over three years. This is a program that knows how to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they uh, – and look, BYU's got a lot to prove, too. They're moving into the Big 12. They're coming south to play an SEC team. Um, they've got a lot to prove. This is a put-up or shut-up year for them. And you got a quarterback in Slovis who's played in 40 games, I think started 38 or 39 of those, 10,000 career yards. I know this is his third school, but, guys, this is a guy that – Coach talks about guys that have played some ball. Well, this is a guy that's played some ball. Let's go pick him off. I think they can pick him off. What do you guys he, think? He throws – I mean, he makes mistakes. The first two quarterbacks got in situations. It's – I mean – 
we've talked about it. If you get pressure with four, you're still able to get to line. It's a lot more like we saw Kirk Cousins last night. He was under duress all night, still made some good plays. But, I mean, if you've got a, a front line and linebackers that can get to him, that's going to lead to potential turnovers. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.